This episode of the Godless Heathens podcast is brought to you by no one but us. We're not going to tell you where to host your website, and we won't tell you where to post your job opening to find the most suitable candidate, unless it's one of us. Or badger you about a specific payment app, or promote incredibly environmentally unfriendly home food delivery services while discussing how to be a good liberal. Cook your own damn meal for once. If we like something, it's because we like it, not because we're getting paid to tell you so. Not bought, not even rented. Beholden to no one. Godless heathens for the people! I went out one spring morning to find myself a friend, someone I could believe in until the very end. I found myself the devil, he was sitting in a bar. Bought me 15 rum and cokes and then he went too far Now the devil is my friend, the devil is my friend Wherever I go, the devil go, the devil is my friend Guitar! Equal opportunity of fitting from the abyss, a.k.a. podcasting from a spare bedroom in exurban Atlanta Welcome to the Godless Heathens Podcast, everybody. Thanks for listening. I'm Don. I'm Jeff. And I'm Jerry. This is a podcast by atheists that talks about a lot of things, not just atheism. We will challenge your assumptions and ours too. Definitely not here to preach to the atheist choir, but to critique, ridicule, and poke fun at anyone, especially ourselves. So join us as we examine the crossroads of politics and religion from the secular perspective. And remember, don't believe everything you hear in this podcast or anywhere else for that matter until you've independently verified it for yourself. In other words, Google, Google Duck that, that shit. This is episode 34. The big 3-4. And I would like to thank Ashley for, for coming s- in. stepping in. And, I appreciate uh, it. In. Good show. Yeah, I enjoyed it. Great job. And a lot of fun to have on. Thank you. It's always fun to have Ashley on. Mm-hmm. She always comes well prepared. More prepared than any yeah, of us ever did. show up. Yeah, yeah. We talked about <laughs> her having sad. notes. I'm like, yeah. she, oh, man. She, was, she, she texted us and was talking, is it okay if I print out some stuff? Is, is the ruffling of the papers going to be too much? And we're like, no. Papers? Bring it, what's bring it, what's papers? Bring yeah. So what? Uh, I heard you open. What do you, what do you got over there? It I looks have, like a Coke can, but it, it's not. I have the Ferryman from Orpheus Brewing in Midtown Atlanta. It is a, an imperial stout with coffee and cacao nibs. Cacao. And, cacao. <laughs> and it is the... It is the Democrats a, it is trying a, to ban cacao. A light beer <laughs> at... Uh, <laughs> okay, that's funny. That is... A, that is that ten, is, ten people at the most got that. That, yeah. boy, that hits my buttons, though. So don't, don't like, wind me up because oh, it's 11.8%. So I'll be good? I'll that's be having good. one. It is good. Ooh, that's strong. It what is, has it got in it? What's the uh, what's the flavor profile? Uh, coffee, mm. cacao, and basically oil. It's super thick. What is cacao? I've never heard of that. Cocoa. Cocoa. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. I don't know why they don't just call it. Cocoa, yeah, just cocoa. But I think it's darker. Isn't kind of, it? No, it's like a, a, that's how it sounds when this, somebody says it. They're cool. looking. There's going to be a chocolate nerd. Yeah. That probably rightfully corrects us, and I welcome that as much as I like chocolate. I don't really know the difference. <laughs> Godless at Yahoo.com. Send us an email. <laughs> right. <laughs> so I'm drinking Putin's Paradise. What? Kind of knowing that uh, the Mueller team is zeroing in on some stuff. Yeah. I heard something with uh, Manafort where he lied to Mueller about um, his I, 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 don't, I don't believe it. Or, I, or is it Mueller? I go by Mueller, but, you know. I don't know. I've always heard Mueller. There's an E in there. Is it silent E? Maybe that's the German in you or something. Yeah. I think it's Mahler. I, but it's one of those things where you could be saying it and thinking, oh, I'm right. And then you go yeah, you find out that yeah. that's not the case. So I'll call him God be one if of the he two. takes down Trump. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Call him whatever he wants. But, yeah, so this is a, a Russian imperial stout by Red Hair Brewing here in Marietta. And this one, let's see what it has in it. Roasty toasty. <laughs> I don't know what it doesn't say what's in it then. That's all it is. Yeah. It goes to 11, so it's 11 uh, percent, and it's good, good and thick. All right, well, I picked up a bottle of wine on the way home, and I come to find out this is one of Ashley's uh, go-to go-to wines, uh, and it, it might be one of mine from now on. It's called 19 Crimes, which is based upon the fact that in the 1700s, England, there were 19 crimes that if you're committed, uh, if you committed one of these crimes and were found guilty, instead of killing you, or imprisoning you, they would put you on a boat and ship your ass to Australia. So this is an Australian blend of, of red wines. And this particular one, because they have a, a number of different ones that, that they make, 
This one is called The Uprising, which is a homage to the Australian Rum Rebellion. Uh, I'm not going to give you a synopsis of the Rum Rebellion. It happened in 1808. Just Google it. But... Duck, duck, go that. Yes. Oh, yeah. But the reason that they, it's an homage to that is because they take the red wine and they age it in rum barrels for 30 days before they bottle it. So it's, I, I don't really taste a, a, you know, like a rum aftertaste. No, no sugar. I don't, have the, I don't have the most you know, developed palate to begin with, but uh, it, it's a good red wine. Uh, very enjoyable. So while I was away, I got to spend some time in a Catholic church <laughs> for uh, the first time probably since the last funeral I went to. Did you do a um, confession? When was the last time that? Um, oh, it was by my dad's funeral. Oh, how long? How many years ago was that? Oh, three. Three. Okay. All right. I think, and if I get this wrong, then I'm going to get totally ripped. Yeah, I can. Um, I cannot tell you the last time I've stepped foot inside of a Catholic church. Well. No, it was when my parents lived in Fort Lauderdale. I was married to my first wife. I've been married to Kim for 18 years now, uh, so it's got to be at least 20 years That was ago. the last time for you? The That's last time, time I stepped foot into a Catholic church. My parents, when they moved to Florida, they got active for some reason. I don't know why, but Dad, even Dad got active in, in the local Catholic church. Because it's a social network. Yeah, and it, mm-hmm. it, was, it was funny because they, they had a casino night, and it got busted by the cops, and, and they were telling me about how the priest is, is like in his slacks and a white T-shirt, and he's cussing the cop out, point, putting his finger in his face, okay. holding a beer at the time. That does, that, that, and maybe, maybe it is, that totally seems like a Catholic thing. That's totally, no, yeah. Casino yeah, night. yeah, absolutely. Like that was the biggest, there was a, there's always a, a church fair every year, yeah. every parish yeah. we ever belonged to. My, my dad ran the peppers and onions uh, station, you know, the peppers and onions and, and with right. the sausage uh, and this, you know, making the sandwiches and stuff. And he the was doing that the biggest whole time. thing was the casino tent. Oh, yeah. And that was a place that, that. that kids couldn't go in because that was 18 and up, but it was oh. always I knew they did bingo. super but... popular every week. Well, I do, you know, I do the casino parties on the side and I've done... Over the, I've been doing it for about 15 years now, poker tournaments and casino parties. And But I've done numerous bar mitzvahs and bat mitzvahs. But the only church functions that I've ever done were Catholic church functions. I've n- never done, you know, hey, need you at Saturday night at 630 at the First Baptist Church or whatever. Right. You know, that never happened. So did you break out in a cold sweat when you uh, walked it's, in? Yeah, there? It's, it's weird. Particularly because... I got family that's into it. Yeah. Right, right. And it is not the place to me to wear, start wearing it on your sleeve and like never be disrespectful. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, I don't, uh, I don't agree, obviously, with the, with the, the but belief. you're not going to stand up in the middle of the procession and go, that's bullshit. Right. Like, you know. so I took communion at my dad's funeral. I did not take communion at this one. At this one? Okay. Mm-hmm. It felt, now, did, it, did y'all have a, a full mass? During oh, the yeah. funeral? Okay, so it was sit up, stand up, sit down, kneel, the whole, the whole night. Thing. Did it come back naturally? Like, like when he said, you know, peace be with you, did you immediately say, and also with you? I mean, just... Just you, on a dime. You didn't even have to think about it. Nope. It was react. You walked in. Rhythm. You immediately reached to the right, dip your hand in the water, and make the sign of the cross. Did you do the dip, too? Yeah. I did not. You did oh, not okay. dip? I, I did not, but... Um, A little afraid to touch the holy water? I, <laughs> <laughs> Um, you know, it's all, it's always weird because, so, so what do you do? Yeah. You know, so when you walk in, do you, do you consciously refrain or is consciously refraining going to be looked at like you're thumbing your nose at it? But now, were there other people that were religious, but went to other churches? Because I've been to like a Catholic wedding and I wouldn't do that stuff. I didn't take communion because I wasn't a Catholic. So there well, must have been different. other people that right. didn't do it as well. But so you, you weren't but, the only one. But it wasn't your family. One. Right. And they didn't know you as one prior. Now, does everybody in your family know that you're atheist? Oh, or? yeah. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. I haven't told them about the pod. Really? Yeah. Wow. I went I went, I went outside the... We're going to pick up some Michigan downloads. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> Real quick ones and then down. You know. yeah. So, yes, I, can't, I, I outed myself on the pod. Um, did you rip the T-shirt? I, I, you know, I, I did not. But if I had I known I'd been up there for so long, ten days, I, I, yeah, I, I, absolutely, I, I had more clothes. So, I mean, what do you do? Oh yeah, I know the whole routine. Yeah, and you know, if I participate, you know, it'd be like, it's weird you're participating, or is oh, he, he may be coming. Is he coming back? Like, so what's the what's the etiquette? 
you know, is the etiquette refraining because you're you – know, is that respectful? You're going to piss somebody off no matter what. If, if you do participate, then you're just faking it because it, it, they know you, you, you don't believe. But if you don't participate it, then you're kind of a dick. You know, you know. Right. <laughs> right. Yeah. And I end up kind of – Kind of skirting it, yeah. and then uh, you do I a little swear, bit. Like you do halfway bit. through, it's like, why? Like, why am I doing this? Yeah. yeah. Like, you know. So, what did what did you skirt? What did you not participate? Like, singing you communion. and yeah. uh, com- well, communion for communion for sure. Right. But do you right. sing and do you participate in the back and forth and you but do if, the prayers? And, if uh, you're at a if you're a non-Catholic at a Catholic funeral and all of a sudden everybody pulls the little you know the kneeler kneeler down and and kneels. You're, I mean, it's just natural. You do that. He gave the option to sit or kneel. Really? Yeah. It was not a requirement. Everybody, I think, even my, my People, mom. That's just human nature. If everybody else in the room is doing something, you just naturally do it. Like, there have been experiments where you've got six actors and, and one random person. They get on an elevator, and everybody's turns facing the back of the elevator. And the person that got on the elevator will turn and face the back of the elevator <laughs> along with everybody else. Or that scene where it was done in a doctor's office where in the waiting room, Every time somebody got called and they got up and went into the door, to everybody stood up. And when they went in the door, they sat back down. And everybody that came in and sat in the doctor's office, within about two patients, immediately got up and did the same thing that everybody else was doing. It's just human nature to mindlessly, like a sheep, follow so I thought, what everybody else is doing. I thought it was weird. Mm-hmm. I, I thought it was weird. And then, I, and then the, the only thing I could come up with is if the priest gives you... Like explicit permission, you can sit mm-hmm. or you can kneel. Yeah. I think in their heads is kneeling is what I've always done. Yeah, kneeling's yeah. what you should do. Exactly. Whether or not I can even get down on my well, knees, and that's, that's the thing. I and remember that's, that's, from the Lutheran church that we used to go to, they gave you that option because I knew there's a lot of older people in the congregation. No doubt. That's what I was going to say. No it's doubt. it's a them, health thing. Some people can't. Kneel down. Well, some people kneel down. They just can't get back up. <laughs> it, getting down there is not the issue. It's get, getting back up on your feet. I would totally. And it was able-bodied it was person like yourself sitting right. while everybody else is kneeling. First of all, you're in the back of the chair, and they're right behind you kneeling. You know, if somebody's sitting behind you, That's true too. they're going to be right breathing down your neck at that Dude, point. Hi, yeah. darling. You're like, oh, hey, how you doing, sis? You know, or whatever. But, but it was, it was, it was. It seemed, it seemed very Catholic. Yeah, it seemed very Catholic to do that. Like I said, I haven't had myself put in that situation in at least 20 years. But if I had to go to a Catholic funeral this weekend, I would probably do the same thing. I'd kneel. So, I'd say the, you know, and also with yous and, and, you know. All of that. Yeah, all of that. Yeah. There's, so this uncle, Dino, great name too, mm-hmm. Uncle Dino, was the first guy that I had it out with in my family over being an atheist. This is the uncle that passed away? Yeah. Oh, okay. Big this is time. the one, Big I think time. you've talked about him. This is the one that said, oh, they send you off to college to teach you there's no God. And right. Whatever. Yeah. That's right. Uncle Dino. And I love this guy already. You would be, oh, you would have loved him. <laughs> and you may be surprised to hear this, but there are some opinionated people in my family. No. I believe it or not. No. And he was... Italian Catholics with an opinion? <laughs> <laughs> um... I'm shocked. So, yeah, the apple obviously didn't yeah. fall too far from the tree. But he was the first, he was the big battle. And then I got along with him. Like, we had a, like we were tight from that point on. So you came to an agreement. He came to the agreement. The agreement to me was be yourself. Don't rub it in anyone's face. Yeah. And don't back down when challenged. But... Be yourself. He respected you for standing by your conviction. I think so. Yeah. Because that's I, how he was, it sounds like. And he didn't get shouted down a lot. But it was when the, the priest, because you know, I was kind of like, we're going to go to this church. Does this guy really know him? Does mm. a yeah like you can kind of tell sometimes when the person up there like really didn't know. They're just mailing it in. And, you know, you know and they got to do it. And he said during the ceremony, like, he didn't say much. But he sat right over there every Saturday. Like, he knew. Like, damn. Yeah. And from that point, the event felt a lot more real. The Catholic part was just part of it. I was going to ask you, is, is this the same church that you grew up going to? Uh-huh. Different one. Different Very one. modern in a, in, okay. a, in a 
you know, upper middle class, kind of like a Dunwoody or Alpharetta. You know, yeah. it, it, was, it was it was pretty cool. But, you know, it was still the same ceremony. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I wonder if you have, like, the, the obligation to tell somebody, like, okay, we're going to go to a Catholic church. Here's what I'm going to do and why I'm going to do it. Are you good with that? Because I don't think that's not a conversation I've ever had. But would somebody look at me like, what are you talking about? You know, I think it's kind of weird to, to say this, but, you know, my dad's going to be 90, and at some point he's going to pass away. And that's kind of something that I, I kind of struggle with is how our family is going to put that together, you know, because my sister and brother know that I'm atheist. I'm sure they're going to want a, you know, a religious-type ceremony. Well, it's his funeral. Right, yeah, yeah, but I don't know if he's... And, well, you, and the argument, you know, funerals are for the living, not for the dead. Right, right. And, I, you know, I have to check as well because you, things have, a lot of things have changed. He doesn't go to the church he used to go to, so it's not going to be like it's going to be a church funeral, per se. It'll probably be done in the chapel that the homie's at now. But, you know, just kind of navigating that kind of stuff. I don't want to offend my, same my siblings, you know, but... Yeah. At the same time, I have to be authentic to myself. You have to be as true well. to yourself, right? Yeah. But it's it's about them at that point. Same thing. I was thinking about that. I said, you know, when in, you know my parents were to pass away, if I was put in charge, you know, executor or whatever, you know, and had to make the plans, I because I'm secular and atheist, it wouldn't be like okay, it's going to be reggae themed, and you know, it's going to be Bob Marley music or something. No, it's going to be a Catholic ceremony because that's what my parents are, and and that's what they would have wanted. But just the same, when my time comes, I want a secular ceremony. But what did you come up with? We haven't, you know. That I mean, that's something Still we've not really sat around and talked about yet. Um, you know, next time I visit my dad, we'll probably have to kind of go over his will and see, you know, what things have changed. Mm-hmm. What know. would you even want? Like, what, what would you ask for? What would I ask for? Yeah, I, you know, I would just want to do what his wishes are. Yeah, you know, so I wouldn't. I what wouldn't... if they weren't specific? Because like a level of specificity is, I would say, probably more helpful than not. It would cause different kinds of agita than having to discern or decipher last wishes that weren't really crystal clear. Right, right. Well, and, and like I, I would say, I would so I think say go with whatever denomination he is and just get that standard. Well, he's yeah, non-denominational. Non-denomination. Oh, okay, yeah. Right. Is he active at a church? No, no. Like I say, he goes to the um, place he's at now. It's like assisted, not assisted. Well, they have assisted living and then like... Apartments. Apartment kind yeah. of thing. Yeah. And it's, it's a Christian facility. But yeah, he goes, I think, every Sunday, best he can. They have a, a service... Right in there. another building that oh, he goes yeah, to. Yeah, that's perfect. And they uh, they swap out pastors. They don't have, like, one on staff, but they have, like, different churches rotate in. So you probably have, like, four different assistant pastors from four different churches well, yeah, in the and area. Well, yeah, and I know, that, you know. I'm going to be preaching that Sunday anyway, so bring them on in. Well, yeah, because yeah, last time I was there, you know, I had to go to the church service with them, so. Oh, what did you do? Yeah. Uh, yeah, I sang the songs and. With conviction? Not a lot of conviction. Because it was expected? Yeah. Well, because he doesn't know. Because you're keeping uh, up fake so songs. Right. If you didn't. But there wasn't, was, I mean, there was, there was, I think there was communion. They passed around the thing. It was like, you know, but it, whatever, you know. <laughs> but it's Protestant. <laughs> Protestant <laughs> communion. It was, yeah, so you didn't have to go up and, you know, you didn't have and, a and common a cup juice. and all that kind of stuff. There weren't the hard rules anybody could take in. But, yeah, I mean, so next time we get together as, as you know, uh, my brother and sister and I, we'll probably want to have kind of a meeting of the minds about. Uh, it, you know, it, it would be valuable, but it's such it's a, it's a shitty conversation. Uh, I know. But it's so much better to have prior. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And, and then yeah, when absolutely. all the emotions are stirred up. And your time frame is, like, super compressed. Right. Yeah. I'm not even like the decision maker. I'm like one level level down yeah. from it. But you see the like the, oh, what do we do? Oh, and it's yeah. like, oh, you've got to have those oh. conversations you've been avoding having for years, and you got to have right. them in, in days. Yeah, yeah, because you're in a day. Yeah, because everything time, you know, you, everything's got to be decided. But yeah, I mean, so that whole thing of you know navigating this stuff with people that are still religious, and when you're not, you have to kind of suck it up sometimes. Yeah, I think my line moves back or forward. It changes. I'm not it moves sure around. which one. Because you would have had the same conversation you had years ago with Uncle Dino the day before he died, not knowing he was gonna, about to die. But when you're put in that situation, you respect his wishes. Totally. And part of actually not getting the communion was kind of being true to that relationship. And he he would have probably been disappointed if you got communion. He he'd given me grief either yeah. way. Mm-hmm. He'd have hung um, your ass. <laughs> but you know, it made. I was actually thinking about it on the way over here, thinking how weird it is 
for people to think and say, you know, always looking down on you. Yeah. And I I think they believe that. Right, exactly. And he's in a better place. I remember thinking about this as a high schooler. Watching everything, yeah, yeah. like oh geez, like every right, <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> like 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 everything, everything. Yeah. Like see? how do they turn, dude? How do they and it got, get like yeah. practical? How do they turn that off? Or, yeah, you know, do they know not to look? Or like, if I turn the lights out, it came out. <laughs> I mean, is it so <laughs> like cat's eyes? Or is it so boring up yeah. there? They have to be watching down here. Get a little creeped out. Can everybody see yeah. everybody? <laughs> like, how does that work? So can my grandmother watch me too? Yeah, oh, like, geez. Yeah. and then it's like. How preposterous is that? I, I remember the first time, because um, I had never heard that, that, like, your dead relatives, you know, watch you when you oh, masturbate yeah, yeah, yeah. or whatever, yeah. you know. And it's like, I remember the first time somebody said that to me. I'd never heard that concept before. and I'm, and I'm, of, of looking down yeah, on you? I, and I, no, I not, not just take that, it literally. They but do. It's like, yeah. But it was more of a, not just that your, your relatives are looking down, but you had to be good because your grandfather is oh, in heaven right. looking down on yeah, you. Eternal oh, disappointment. There's Jesus, there's Santa Claus, and now i got Grandpa looking at me. You know, what the fuck? And you what know? happens when you disappoint them? Yeah. Like, are they up there, and they're up, they're supposed to be, and they're in, they're in heaven, and every you know everything yeah, is awesome. Joyous. And they got wings. Yeah. And then, and they're pacing around like, oh, Jerry fucking up. I mean, yeah. seriously. And they're bringing their friends over. Look at this what, guy. What is he, is he ever going to do, in, like, what is he going to college for? Yeah. Like, is he, is he learning anything? You know, yeah. like, that would Get another be my tub idea. of ice cream, you fat fuck. <laughs> Well, see, that's when they like send the, an angel why down. Why are stoned again? Yeah. It's like, <laughs> that's when I send the gardening mm. angel down, yeah. though. That's, that's the one that takes mm. care of that. That's going to be a CBS series. Like, I, we made fun of God friended me a couple you did. episodes. I had nothing uh, to do with that. <laughs> and I watched a couple episodes. Did you? Yeah, yeah. It was, the, was the podcasting part real? <laughs> At the end of it, he like reflects back. That's his podcast. Yeah. Is like, who would listen to that yeah. shit? The funny, not real. I think the most unrealistic part about that whole show is the fact that it makes money on it. That he, a, a, a guy who has no other job but his podcast lives in a loft in like Manhattan or something. Right. You well, know? his his podcast yeah. is successful. Oh, yeah, okay. Like the like in the end, he's in a studio. Oh yeah, I mean, yeah. He's, oh, in, yeah. he's in like a you know like you would look at him and go, oh, he's a. Talk show, there's radio like a, talk show, like host. a mixing board and everything. Like, yeah. Well, you're in a, like there's people behind the glass. Oh yeah, you know there's an on oh, air light and that has lit up. Yeah, right. Yeah. Oh okay, I've right. seen the. He's this. So is, he gets an audience because of this. Is that it? Well, no. I mean, you're big enough to have. I, I hate to break it to you, but like the professional podcasts yeah. are not in a spare bedroom with three guys sharing one mic, drinking no, beers. What's the this is a gateway laptop. No, the no. oh Audacity. Uh, Audacity. Yeah, which is the terrific and free free software yeah, that, that like, every terrific. struggling podcaster is, is going to. It's <laughs> no the go-to, no doubt. You know, Pod Save America doesn't do this. You sure? I'm pretty <laughs> sure the Daily has a has a bigger, little bit bigger production budget than us too. <laughs> but have we beaten the the return to church? What do you have? Any other thoughts? I never really thought of what the etiquette would be. And maybe that's an atheist thought. Do you think the the faithful care? Do you think there's unanimity in their opinion? I think when you're actually put in that situation, you're shocked at how much you care what they think or feel. When you're you're deconstructing or you're coming out of whatever, you're like, I'm never going back to church. You know, fuck that. You know, you're, you're, you're strong and you're bold. Right. I don't care what anybody thinks. And then your entire religious family, you're surrounded by them. It's gonna and you're happen. like... I don't really want to stir the pot too much here, especially with this type of, of a situation. Totally. Well, yeah, because it brings them, totally. the rest of the yeah. family, it brings comfort too. So. Yeah. You're not going to show up at Uncle Sid's kid's wedding with the Godless Heathens t-shirt on. You Probably know? not. You know, there's a time and a place for everything, and this is neither the time nor the place. And and could be... Completely overthinking it. Probably, but uh, probably. Yeah. So let's let's yeah, let's, let's, do let's do it let's times two. It. That's not what it's about. Whatever disagreements there are in that realm is, isn't the time for it right. because that becomes about me and right. you know right. the people as opposed to the deceased and his memory. Yeah. Because I and everybody else had tons of good memories. Why lose that? 
over something like this. Right. Like, it's, like it's not worth it. It seems like most funerals have become kind of a celebration of, of the life that they lived anyway. So everybody can participate in that. I think we We're make going funerals into too this. somber and, and too depressing. And most people will say, have a party. Celebrate my life. Don't wallow in you know, my absence. Have you been to any of that? Kind of thing. No, nobody ever does yeah, it. I mean, nobody actually like, ever does it. Right. Seriously, hire a band and throw up. Yeah, actually, party, I, I, you know, yeah. Our our neighbor's yeah. um, kid died in his early twenties of, of cancer, and pretty non-religious family. Anyway, his was a celebration. It wasn't done at a church. It was done at the um, memorial gardens mm-hmm. that he was going to be entered into. I mean, they just celebrated his life. They had a band. That's awesome. I that mean, is absolutely awesome. That was one awesome. of the best weddings. And there wasn't it. I'm going to funeral, 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 not wedding. Funerals. You said oh, wedding. Oh, yeah. yeah, funeral. Yeah, uh, but I mean, I mean, it was kind of that celebration kind yeah. of thing, though. I mean, you know, we're, that's what it was about. They were able to celebrate it. That's what it should be. My best friend from high school, going back to like eighth grade, passed away just about a year ago. So they did not have any any kind of church service or, or any kind of burial or anything like that. He was cremated about two months later. They had a gathering, had his urn and a picture of him next to it. But it had people, you know, the, the mic was open. Anybody could come up if they wanted to, you know, to talk. I, could, I couldn't go there. Number one, emotionally, I couldn't get through going up there. I was still having a lot of trouble coming to terms, you know, coming to grips with the fact that, that he had died. That and the fact that I couldn't tell any of the stories that, about shit that we used to do in front of his, his... Now, his dad knows a lot, but his grandfather and, and the, the rest of the extended family, you know, I'm not going to get... Right, this one I, Friday I, night, we were fucked you know up and we went... You, you, know, know, I, you know, I hope. To me, that is totally cathartic. I don't even know... We're on episode 34 of the podcast. Yeah. I don't like rush to open mics. Like I don't to, mm. to stand yes. in front of you. Like I, that yeah, is yeah, yeah. I, that yeah, is not me. Either. Nope. Yeah. I am on yeah. the introverted side of the spectrum. When I'm feeling it, like about you know somebody I know that passed away and can riff on a story, I'll do it. Bring you a know? little levity to the situation. You know, tell, just tell a funny story about yeah, the like deceased. Yeah. How, this it's always is, good. This is how I knew this person. Yeah. yeah. There was a, a table of about eight of us, and it was all guys that went to high school with, and and you know we grew up together. Some of us, the, the wives, had grew up with us as well too. Some of them, like like him, didn't know anybody at the table other other than their spouse. But it was just catching up with people because a lot of these people were either like a year older than I was or a year younger than I was, and they never have whole high school reunions. You know, it's always the class of this. But you may have had friends that were a year behind you or a year ahead of you. You don't see them every 10 years like you do the people you actually graduated with. It was nice to see a lot of the people that I haven't seen in 20, 30 years. So the last thing I want to ask you, so did were you forced to kind of process death as an atheist through this? No. no? As an atheist? No. As, as an inevitability? Yes, because mm. it becomes... I don't think it has anything to do with atheism or, well, or no, religion. But, but Everybody you know I mean, kind of does where that. You, they, where you know that there's not going to be an afterlife. Yeah. Where everybody else there is kind of celebrating. He's in a better place. He's looking down all that. Yeah. And so you had to kind of process separately from the rest. Differently. Maybe they find solace in, the, in that he's not really gone. He's somewhere better. Yeah. Right. Like yes. The, he's no longer in pain. He's, uh, you know, he's right. at a better that, place. Yeah, right. He's, he's, better, better, he's better transition. Yeah. Right. right. Transition he's, to right. somewhere better. Right. And he's for preparing me, a place for us when we cross over, you know, eventually. You know, and yeah. Is that, so, yeah. For us, or for me at least, that's it. It becomes more practical. The party, you actually have to sit down and say, this is what I want. And, you know, the irony, you're planning the party you're not going to attend. Yeah, you know, what do you put there? You how do you finally say, put how do on you... the perfect party. Do, right. <laughs> well, do you have a will? Yeah. Or... No, and I need one. Yeah. Where yeah. Kim works at, somebody that works there, they had a spouse that just up and died. Just out of the blue. You know, unexpected. They weren't prepared. They didn't have a will. They, you know, it, it, a, lot of, you know, a lot of people are in that same boat. Well, I think a lot of that is because we want to put off that. Exactly. You don't, you don't want to think about it. Right. Yeah. So the company hired an attorney 
who came in, I know for at least one full day, it may have been more than one full day, and set up appointments with any and all employees. And me and Kim went in and we had wills drawn up, uh, all that awesome. stuff. We had all that mm-hmm. stuff done. Mm-hmm. And I can't remember if it cost us anything. And if it did, it may have been like 100 bucks or something like that. It wasn't like an exorbitant amount. We're definitely like in the in the funeral years. It's like another one of those stepping stone moments of your existence, you know, if you get that far and you're like, like, because once you get into the funeral mode, you never get out. No, all of a sudden, you're you're burying more and more of your older family family members. Inevitable. I'd rather be in this mode (laughs) than the next mode. Right. Right, but then you start to think about it like... That would be the funerally mode. What would my Apple Music playlist be for my funeral? (laughs) And I guarantee you there will be one. (laughs) You were talking about how you get to know somebody by completely going through their entire house. Just going through drawer by drawer, shelf by shelf, cabinet by by cabinet, room by room, closet by closet. No, no. Are the things that you save the things that you value? Hmm. That's a good That's question. That's a good question. It would, I would say that it's the things that you hold more dear than the things that you're willing to part with. Yeah. He had, and he. Yeah, absolutely. You realize, too, that somebody's going to look through all your old pictures and they're going to get a different Everything. View. They're going to look through your old books. And get through it. When I die, somebody's going to go, oh. These are the video games that he he was not willing to take back to GameStop and sell. <laughs> These are the ones that he would get a wild hair no, and they're going to look. He, there's going to be know. a big ass there's going to be a big ass mason jar of USBs <laughs> full of podcasts. <laughs> and, and you're, you're going to go. You're going to look at that. And you're going to go. Is that candy? You're like, oh my god, that's like. That's like his life. I, yeah. I, I, need, I need to, to listen I really to every one listen. of There's like that. hundreds of hours of podcasts. Right, and then oh, you go. Yeah. There's no. There's there's no way I'm going to listen to his podcast. No. There's no way you're going to save all like. What do you there's do? no way he listened to all this shit. <laughs> right. Like, what do, you, what do you do with all those pictures? Some of them are super cool, and you look at them, you're like, oh, man, I swear I could spend a week looking at these old pictures, just trying to figure out where you know, was like, he at, who right. was he with. You turn like hard shit. copy pictures. Yeah, you're like, yeah. That's, yeah. that's Uncle Charlie. Right. Found out that his brother, two-time Bronze Star winner, what in World War Two? Yeah, and you wow. never knew this. Wow. Nope, never knew it. Anything you leave, somebody's somebody's going to have to deal with. Throw it out, or they're going to take it back to to their house, or they're going to throw it out, and 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 you can't. No, you know the the look how cool that is, and oh my god, I got a fifty pound suitcase that I can take on the plane. That's what I'm taking back with me, and you know, a lot of it's stupid shit that you're. you're, It's like he had this fishing pole for fifty years and never threw it away. We're just going to fucking throw it away now. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah, I'm not going to use it. You're not going to use it. Right. Or, or what are you going to You going to hold on to it for another 50? You have 50? the imaginary garage sale. We're yeah. going to sell this, this, this. Oh, yeah. This. And we're, because neighbors are going to line up for around the block to buy, gonna, you know. Neighbor, people from, old from shit. outside your neighbor are going to come in, yeah. and they're going to see something for 50 cents, and they're going to negotiate you down to yeah. a court. And it's like, and like it's, it's a play of, it, It's a deck of cards missing a six of clubs. Is it really, you know? <laughs> is it really worth it? You know, because the whole purpose of a garage sale is not to make money. It's to get it's rid to of shit. Get right, rid of right, shit. Yeah. And maybe make a little money, but it's a shit ton of work. You it, have to watch your possessions. I walked 20 away. bucks for that stuff, yeah. and I'm getting a buck for it. Look at that. But you feel better about the fact that somebody is going to appreciate it and take it with them well, as opposed to just may. throwing or it in a roll-off and sale. taking it to the dump, which is the other choice. Or to Goodwill. Then you find out the head of the Salvation Army makes a million dollars a year, yeah. and that was disqualifying. Absolutely. That was that was disqualifying. And, and, and of course, I, I put, like, your money hat on. I'm like, it's probably a $10 billion organization. Pay the guy, the guy yeah. a million bucks. If you, he's you making need... 15, then we we got a problem. But that's probably an organization with 50,000 employees. That's probably the going rate for what it takes to hire somebody with that skill set. You know? Right. And they probably yeah. could make it. Yeah, a ton more somewhere else. Oh, yeah, absolutely. But you know what? This is not a time for practicality. <laughs> this was a time to to assert your convictions. <laughs> Taking it somewhere else, and then you're like, oh, you got a whole house. Am I gonna leave a Am I gonna leave a house for 
for our kids. Do I want somebody going through my digital life? <laughs> They'll get to know me. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, here's the part that I didn't share. A whole lot of beer pictures of mine. I know that. <laughs> you, you have to have that, that one friend. Who who knows where the bodies are buried and and willing to come in before the family does but, and and dig them up and move them. But you know? why do you care? At that point, do you, you won't. care? Ultimately, no. You're, you're not looking down. on No, us. I'm not looking down and you know, you know stay yeah. away from the porn stash. At your you know? at your funeral, um, we're all gonna we're all just gonna we're gonna flip the bird in random directions. Cause, go, oh, Don yeah. can't see this. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You know what? That's what you could do. You could do a last, a ceremonial, fuck you, mm-hmm. in every direction. In some direction, I'll be looking down. Yeah. So I'll see one of you guys flipping me the bird, and I will feel all warm and fuzzy in heaven. You're going there? I don't think anyone is. So. We do that at my at, at the party. Everybody can gather around the urn, and somebody can take a picture of everybody flipping. How many taps are going to be at Jeff's? His funeral will be held at, at a brewery. A brewery. At a brewery. Probably. Yeah. 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 That would only be appropriate. They'll you know, use like a pinch of his ashes in, in the, the brew. brew. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> we'll call it Jeff Brew. Yeah. 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 We have to name a beer. What would it honor. be, Jeff? What, what would be? There you go. What would be in your funeral beer? Your honorary, you know, <laughs> posthumous beer. It'd have to be a uh, imperial stout. Okay. So yeah, we're one. going for high alcohol. There yeah. we go. Yeah. Yeah. Go out on a high note. Well, hopefully, I'll, I'll hang in there for enough years so we can have weed-infused beer. Oh, oh, there we, oh, there you go. Yeah. A bourbon barrel-aged weed stout. Yes. Yeah, that would be my offering to the world. Just 420. I, man, that'd be a shame to miss that, though. True. You better just stay alive. And make just, that first. Just live you're forever. Not, you're not talking <laughs> CBD oil. No, talking, no, no, no. You're talking like THC a real thing. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, okay. Yeah. They're making some of that stuff in Canada now. Need to bring it down here. Okay, so we don't need a tap. That's going to be enough. <laughs> Everyone's going to get like a like a snifter. Yeah, that, you know, homebrew of that like stuff. Like a like yeah. a one ounce beer festival pour, and that'll be it. Cheers. That is going to be crank up the tunes. And then you'd be flicking me off after that. Mm-hmm. All right, that'd be well. fitting. <laughs> So this was me listening to the last podcast, talking mm-hmm. back to the podcast. <laughs> so you pulled an Ashley because that's what she does. She listens to us and right. talks back to us. So, so, so she's going to get a dose of her own medicine right now. <laughs> so there was a lot of discussion about kind of workplace norms. Right? Yes. Right. Right. Yes, very and much. there was also a mention of guys whose wives did not want them to take meetings with women mm-hmm. or travel with women. Mm-hmm. And I waited for the more in-depth, nuanced conversation on that. And, and it never I, happened? Ah! <laughs> Didn't happen. And I was like, that's not the dynamic that is normally discussed. And when I see something like that, like my instinct is to go like, hmm, like why aren't we talking about that? Oh, probably because there's no easy answers. Because it doesn't fit somebody's narrative. So who is, I don't want to say at fault, but if you have a situation that you guys talked about on the last pod and a guy's wife says, I can't do that or that you shouldn't do that, who gets the ire in that? You mean like, the, the couple that's having this conversation you're talking about? I come into work and I say, I can't travel with Ashley. My wife does not want me traveling with women or taking meetings with women Kind of like Mike Pence might say. Yeah. So who should you be mad at? Should you be mad at the guy? Should you be mad at the wife? How do you handle that in the workplace? That part doesn't get discussed. I don't know the answer to it. It's an offshoot of the main conversation. And I wanted to hear hmm. what the opinions were on that. Because depending on your context, you could go, dude, you need to tell your wife that this is part of business. Right, yeah. yeah. And you want to keep it's your job. Tw- yes, it's exactly not what not I was even that you want to keep your job. Yeah. It's 2019. Right. Men and women are equals in the workplace. Before you get to even get to the practical, mm-hmm. like, hey, we need to pay our mortgage. Yeah. And it's better when I have a job. <laughs> and it's a good job. Right. And I need to travel somewhere. And Ashley's there. So I need to do that. That's what a guy could say. You know how cops used to wear, I don't know if they're still doing it. Like oh the, my the, God! The cameras. Don't you, don't you dare! <laughs> the body cam. <laughs> the body cam. See, you know, hey, I'm good, hon. That's Look. Black Mirror, man. It is. That is. That's yeah. a Black <laughs> That's Mirror. That's a Black episode. Mirror episode right there. <laughs> 
I wasn't saying depends that. Depends on what well, you said. Who, who, who you get mad at? Well, it depends on who you are. The employer could be mad at the wife for putting some sort of stipulation on you. The employer could be mad at you for bringing your own bullshit to the office. No, no. That breaks up the gender dynamic. Now it's a relationship dynamic. I would never tell my boss. You my, lie? my wife won't allow what me. Would you, what are you going to say? I would, I would, I, I might say something to the effect of like, "Yeah, wife's not going to be too happy about that." You know, no, or something. No, you know, make a joke, you know, you you know, make but a joke about it. But, but, I'm, but I'm not putting my foot down. Going, wait a minute, you're causing me strife so, at the house. So, you know? so, and here is a, the conventions in Las Vegas. It's the biggest convention of the year. What do you mean you're not going because you don't have an excuse? Like there is no. If you say that my religion or my wife's religion or mm-hmm. my wife won't let me, that's a reason. You may not agree with it, right. but it's a reason. If you don't say that, there is a lot of times no other reason you can give that's going to fly. If you had to travel and she said no, what would you possibly tell your boss that wasn't a complete and total lie? <laughs> like, you know, like you can only have so many relatives I, die yeah, I can't or fly. have cancer. Sis. Right. On right. the walls of my lungs. Right. <laughs> right. I'm going to have to drive. All those things. <laughs> yeah. Like, you don't have an excuse. It sounds like I'm defending the situation, and I'm not. You can say, yes, men and women should be able to take meetings, and men and women should be able to travel, which completely normal. But when you throw that part in it, who's wrong? Discuss. <laughs> Sit my Red Bull. <laughs> And it would have been interesting to get her take yeah, because yeah, it's yeah. going to be different than ours, obviously. Yeah. But I couldn't find a villain and a non-villain because you can make the argument. It's a perfect issue for me, right? Mm-hmm. I, you can make the argument both ways on both sides. I, I mean, that's a kind of a complex question, you know, like from the wife's perspective. Hey, I don't, I don't want – we're right. in a 280 characters or less society. <laughs> I don't want your complex questions. Ah, okay. <laughs> well, I'll tweet it at you then. It sounds like it's, it's kind of a, uh, a trust issue kind of thing. Absolutely. So, so <laughs> you know, like was there some prior – Because if there's no trust issue, all the, all the spouse would say is have a good time. I'm, I'm Pick saying, me up something nice. I'll see you when you get back. But you're, yeah, but you're, I'm like, saying, you're like digging into the, the reason why it might have happened. Ultimately, it's a relationship issue. Yeah. So who do you hold at fault for it? But you I almost think, need to hold a, both of them equally both. Yeah, well, because they haven't navigated that. Well, you don't get to navigate everything in a relationship. Probably three-quarters of the show was – gender dynamics and me too and that part was mentioned as an oh by the way and not ever discussed afterwards as soon as that was said i was like oh i'd like to i can't wait to hear this <laughs> you know it's like, the thing that's like it was it wasn't there but the thing is i have been out of the traveling business for 30 years Working for the man and having yeah. to make those kind of now oh, you you're, work, you're working for the man. Yeah. You just don't realize. You're, you're just I'm in. Yeah, I'm in. I'm not in that situation, so I can't really speak into it because I, I haven't been subjected to it. Have you? Subjected to what? To a situation where I have to go on a uh, a travel trip with somebody of the opposite sex because that's what you're talking about. What's What's the difference though between me mm. and Susan have to go to Toronto for a meeting? Versus me and Susan have to drive downtown and close a deal with one of our biggest clients. Because there's, there's a hotel afternoon. involved. Yeah. Yeah. But, no, no, no. There's, there's an implied hotel involved. There's nothing stopping me and Susan from stopping at a hotel on the way back from closing the big deal and celebrating. Absolutely nothing. Uh, yeah. Sure. Yeah. But three days in Toronto yeah. and a meeting downtown. And the mice are away. You know, uh, the, cat, the cat's away. The mice will play. Kind of a, you know. A lot of good bars in Toronto. A lot of places to go out and have a hell <laughs> There's of a lot of good time. bars downtown. I just, right. you know, if you don't trust your spouse. It's not even about trust. I know somebody in an old job who married a guy that somehow from their marriage, he found religion hard. And it was one of those, you can't cut your hair. You have to wear ankle-length dresses. Um, oh, wow. Hardcore. Yeah. Like, really strict, hardcore Christian. And she completely changed and basically kind of lost herself in this relationship until finally said, this is not me anymore. Fuck this. And I'm completely out busted yeah. out. He found the religion and dragged her forced in. Forced her. Yeah. Right. Forced her to, to, convert to stop whatever. working and... 
He no. wasn't wearing ankle length dresses. It was her. I, who knows? <laughs> Just to clarify. Who knows what they were doing in their bedroom? <laughs> he forced her into the choice. And finally, and she basically said, came to her point right, where it's not, like, not for me. Right. I'm surprised that she went along for a while willingly. That she didn't say, "Hey, look, you know, hey, I'm I'm glad you read a book." Yeah, but that's, that's kind of the that's, but that's, that's kind you. of the like what we were talking about. Like you're gonna you're gonna make sacrifices in a relationship. Yeah, yeah, I, I guess why? so. You give a little, you give a little, you give a little, then you're finally like, "Look at all this shit I gave," and you know, and then at some point you're like, and then you, and then you yeah, know, the I think you said point, you're yeah. not authentic anymore. Right? Like, yeah. is this really me? Who yeah. am I? Yeah. And push comes to shove, you either. I guess shove or get shoved. Um, and, you know, neither way kind of fits a, a neat and clean gender dynamic. Right. No. You know, right. so to make a short story super long, you know, based on a pod that was last week that I wasn't here for. Um, but obviously I listened and it, it and it did. It was like, hmm. Hmm. There's a there's an issue that we can't solve. Maybe we should talk about that yeah. for an hour. <laughs> Well, like most episodes, we had a number of topics we discussed to, uh, discussing but we and did, never got to eat any of them. They're all very, they're intellectual. It, it all started they're, with... They're political. So I, I stepped foot inside a church this right. <laughs> went from there. But does anybody, before we wrap feelings. this up, does anybody have a recommendation? Besides weed-infused weed <laughs> imperial <laughs> stouts. Oh, yeah. Yeah, if you can brew that before I die. Yeah, there we go. Bring it on over. Yeah. I listened to one guy on a couple of different podcasts. He wrote a book. On, he was an early investor in Facebook. Ah. And the book is called Zucked. Zucked. Yes. yes. Zucked. I, I Z-U- Pre-ordered that. C-K apostrophe yeah. D? Yep. I'm guessing. Waking up to the Facebook catastrophe. Wow. Oh, yeah. And yeah, he's so, been on some uh, that's shows. Your, that's your wheelhouse yeah. right there, yeah, man. <laughs> Hanging curveball. Yeah. yeah. I'm looking at that. Putting that one over the left field yeah. fence, man. So that is, it is, I don't know if it's come out or about to come out. It's okay. about to drop. But I he's think doing the, He's yeah. doing the podcast rounds on it. Yep. And some of the morning shows he's been on there, too. So. Oh, really? Yeah. Yep. Wow. So did who's, who's the author? What's the name of the author? Very much. Very much. His name is Roger McNamee. He was an early investor. Well, in an advisor. Right? True. Almost Was this the Justin Timber, yep. Timberlake character from no. the movie? Okay. No, no, no. <laughs> no, no. He was not this. He was. Uh, he was combined with a couple of other characters. Could be. For, yeah. Composite. Yeah. Yes. Along the way. But that, that, that would the be the social network, too, where basically they bring about the end of democratic society. That, um, need, that you, you say that flippantly, but they... Somebody should make that movie uh, about the the 2016 election. And, and, oh, I'm sure it's going to yeah. be done. Yeah, the the better thing would be to prevent this from happening in the 2020 election. Absolutely, yeah. and we're and we were, but we're waiting. not. Yeah, because look at the press time they're giving to um, what's his name Schultz, right? Uh, oh, he got an hour prime time on yeah. CNN. Yeah, and did, uh, I watched some of the clips. Time. Never did he give a solution to anything they were asking. He's he's criticizing the right, criticizing the left, but never had the. And who is answer. this? Trump? Howard Schultz. Howard Schultz. Oh, yeah. okay. former Schultz, CEO. He was much better. That guy. Or is he still he's CEO? He's a peanuts guy. That's what you're talking about. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, that's what I'm saying. Played hockey till he was in his 80s. But is oh, he man. still CEO for uh, Starbucks? I don't think so. Or is he? I don't, I don't, I don't think so. so. He's no. like a billionaire. Um, asshole. Two or three times over. Yeah. yeah. And and they're not. He doesn't like to be called billionaires. He likes to be called people of means. Oh. He actually. That was actually a quote from this guy. People. People of, of means. means. I have means. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. As a, as a, us would be like people without means. Without. Uh, With lesser means. True. Lesser. Yeah. Lesser. Right. Hopefully. Inadequate means. Yeah. Well, That's too wordy. Can we just call them mean people? Hmm. I would. Could. Give a shout out. You posted a article from the New Yorker, a uh, Ronan Farrow article. Uh, so you, you, give you, a shout why, out for why, that. Why are you, you winding me up? Yeah, it's supposed to be the end. I'm, but, I'm about halfway um, through this article, and if I'm doubly pissed as I am now when I get to the end of it, I am, uh, I'm going to cuss you. So it's, <laughs> so it's about private, I don't want to say spy services, but basically, but basically what it is, they yeah. were... They're, they're professional manipulators. Influencers and, and manipulators. Elections. And they were linked to the Mossad. And 
they are available and being used. They're identifying kids in high school that have the particular proclivities that they're looking for. To be and, in the Mossad. And handpicking them onto these teams to infiltrate through social media to influence elections it's around stuff. the world. Yeah. But, in, uh, but instead of nations doing nations it's within and the example from this uh, it's within within countries and down to like this story that's in the new yorker was about a hospital like a board election right like of a, like a, of a, a local, hospital. local hospital election and they're that, tweaking that well there was yeah. there but wow. because there was it found out there was that the place was corrupt as shit and, and that they were siphoning millions of dollars away from it so they, they spent they were a paying a consultant $225,000 a month in consulting fees for a hospital and yeah. they were I'll they do, were I'll, whatever it whatever to consulting he's election. doing I'll do it for half okay so and we've talked about the post truth society yeah there are absolutely cyber wars being fought pretty much all the time but the level of bots and Manipulation and getting people to to act like swarms of bees, mm-hmm. and, they, and and to, nobody thinks they're going to be manipulated to make it oh, look right, like right. there's a groundswell of of, of a grassroots movement. movement that's right. going on right. uh, around you. And the really interesting part about that, like I said, I'm about halfway through it, but the the part that st- sticks out to me the most so far is where they talked about these Israeli guys that were joining terrorist organization chat rooms, so to speak, where they would go in and they would create an avatar uh, on a social media platform that would then like spider web out into, into you know, getting more and more uh, extreme uh, in, in, in the ideology to where they were then allowed into a private, almost like an ISIS chat room, so to speak. But there were so many of these guys that that's all that was in the chat room was right. like 20 Israeli bots. You know, bots collecting information on each other. And there's there's no terrorist in, you know, in the chat room that's at the time. Absurd. Yeah. So, yeah, that, that was a little. little but they're alarming. private and for hire and it's not against the law. And relatively cheap when you're talking about right. elections that there's only a couple of hundred or a, a couple of thousand people that are going to vote in this election. Anyway, it's not going to take much right. to kind of skew it where you, you where you want it to be skewed if you've got the money and are willing to and pay for it. They're boosted by the... I never fall for that shit. Yeah, that's yeah. For, that's for some. Yeah. that's for some dumbass. That's for suckers. That, that, right, exactly. <laughs> suckers that, fall for, for that fool. shit. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not that. I'm a savvy. <laughs> I'm a savvy. So I'm. You know what? I, I had the first iPhone. I've been on social media my whole yeah. life. I can't be. I can't be swayed. Yeah, Man, you're perfect. I'm OG Facebook. <laughs> like, what's the poker? Uh, Poker saying you don't know who the sucker. Oh, is. Oh yeah, if you sit down at a table and you don't know who the mark is. It's you, right? <laughs> so I think I think there's a lot of that when it comes to what goes on on social media, right? Yeah. And it's almost like you got to just assume that 10 percent of the people on your on your friend list are bots at this point, and it's particularly in groups. And and that may very well be a low estimate. Well, yeah, absolutely. It, it, it's well, they're echo chambers. No doubt. And and they're, like and, Facebook they're, and they're and they're ripe oh, for, yeah. for yeah. that type of manipulation. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. But if there was like like you know our group where you have to be asked to join or you know you have to add them, you you can see through some. Of, I, I, I it's been a I while. Think so you probably know most of the people in your in your Facebook friend group. When it comes to when it comes to a larger group and there's a there's an accept or deny the. Yeah, I, I can speak from experience. I don't know the vast majority of the members of Hi, our, bots. Yeah, <laughs> all the bots that are in our Facebook discussion group. There's 1,100 people, roughly, give or take 100, one way or the other, in that group. And I've personally met, I don't know, 20 of them? People I know or I knew before we started this or social friends through through our local groups or you know, whatever, that kind of a thing. But the vast, probably 90 to 95 percent of the people that are in that group. Yeah, but are when you when you Facebook add friends, them, yeah. you would look at their their feeds. But that's what say, a bot's going to do is, is, is they're going to post the kind of stuff that is going to attract the kind of friends, you know, th- 
like, for example, you get a Facebook friend request from somebody. There's certain things you do. You look at who their friends are. Right. You look at what groups they're in. You kind of scroll through their feeds, see what kind of shit they're posting. See if it's not this public. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. There are. I would. I would. I would assume you're probably somewhat similar to me, where there's probably a, a half dozen to a dozen people that if you see that they're one of that they're friends with one of these twelve people that you're friends with, it's almost like an automatic in. Here's a paragraph for you. It used avatars to hack systems and hire local analysts for think tanks. And in at least one separate case in Europe, it even created sham think tanks Hmm. that would disseminate reports meant to undermine the reputations of campaign rivals. The New Yorker piece says the company even created an avatar who was designed to win regulatory approval in Europe for one of its clients. Over time, the avatar became so well established in the industry that he was quoted in mainstream press reports and even by (laughs) European parliamentarians. It's got to look legit. And... You would look at that and you'd read the article in The Guardian or whatever. It's like, oh, well, hell, that must be there. You don't even know. Like he says, you think, truth. who are the rubes that are falling for this? And those rubes are you. For sure. Or you at least have to be aware that it's out know, there. Yeah. And, I, it's, and it's weird because as I was, and like I said, I'm still halfway through it. But as I was reading this article, I kept thinking, that other countries are catching up through through the digital age with what we used to do on pen and paper for years, for decades, manipulating local elections in South America well, or the, all over but, the world. But you basically created the infrastructure through social media to yeah. do it. Right. Yeah. It's oh, inexpensive. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Anyone can do it, literally. Anyone From can anywhere do it. in the world. Anywhere. And there's no regulation. There's no verification. These things pop up and they disappear and pop up again. And you have no idea what's going on. And if you think you do, okay. But eventually, it's going to be on steroids in 2020. Yeah, but that whole infrastructure is set up as as a perk, not a bug, with with these social medias. That's, That's part of the allure. Is, you YouTube's know, making a big deal about how they're not going to recommend conspiracy flat Earth videos. Yeah, and, videos. Oh, yeah, they're still going to host yeah. them. Oh yeah, they're still going to monetize <laughs> they're them. Not gonna they're make, them. We're going to make it a little harder to find. They're just not wow. going to show up. In, hey, you might like this. Does that cover anti-vax stuff? I would think Which, so. Which, by the way, making a oh, making a big, big fat flying comeback. They're getting loud and proud. I hope they're getting some pushback, though. In the news. Oh, they are in the news. Well, they got that whole, you know, they're the big measles outbreak that's going on in Oregon, Washington, right there, like well, the Oregon, Washington what, what pushback are they getting? Who's pushing back on them? On Other people, I think, that are getting upset that you're exposing me and my kids to your shit. I haven't seen any, any political any or regulatory or, action. Yeah. I haven't seen YouTube say we're going to get rid of every anti-vax video on the platform. Yeah. I don't see... Twitter and Facebook getting rid of anti-vax sentiment, which, by the way, definitely puts you up against the freedom of speech right, limit right, there. Yep. But do you think anti-vax gets a proper amount of coverage? Too much or too little? Well, whether it's going to... Uh, like mainstream news or... Yeah. I don't think it's getting, no, it's getting I, don't, I don't think these people... I don't, I don't think flat earthers, I don't think anti-vaxxers, I don't think a lot of these people that are just anti-established science... They're not are listening to the enough. mainstream. I, just, I, just, I, not that they're not listening. I don't think the mainstream is ridiculing them enough. This idea that people are allowed to believe whatever they want, and, and that's part of being an American. They are. Yeah. That's fine. To believe believe that whatever you true. want. Yeah. But there are certain societal things that supersede your belief. Mm. You're in this scenario, you're establishing that the state has to set some limits. Absolutely. That's where the rub comes in. That's yeah. where the rub is, then, isn't yeah. it? Because who, who's it, limits? Well, for example, if you want to send your kids to a public school, they need to be vaccinated. Period. End of discussion. If you don't want to vaccinate your kids because you think it might cause autism, and what, homeschool them. And what don't send them out in the public. What's the leading reason for objection? Religious. Which, absolutely. Yeah. And and again, I, I, I put religious thought in with the rest of the type of thought that needs to be ridiculed more often. So in that case. And you you should, can believe whatever you want to at home. 
So should atheists, anti-vaxxers say, I don't want to have to claim religion. I just don't think I should have to do it. They should have the same right. They should. You shouldn't have to. There's no, like, I, and, I, and I'm not advocating yes. this. But an atheist, you, you would be force, forcing an atheist to make a religious exemption to get a policy outcome that they don't believe in. So yeah. should we be fighting for athe- for atheist for atheist to be able to say no, no, no. I'm putting my foot down because you argue hey you cre- you Christians keep calling atheism a religion so I'm <laughs> I'm going to run with it and say that my atheist religious beliefs won't allow me to vaccinate my child I'm surprised it hasn't come up where an atheist has wanted I'm, yeah I'm shocked an that atheist that organization to fight for them so they could that's, be anti that's like that's like the the classic. Man bites dog story in the newspaper. You know, I'm I'm, I'm surprised that we haven't seen that yet either. Unless you know the atheist organization was, doesn't want to take it on because yeah. it doesn't fit their doesn't fit their Engine. beliefs. <laughs> <laughs> and on that note, yeah. So you, you got any recommendations, Jeff? Is it, is it we get out of recommendation? Here? This last one, yeah. which was like, yeah, I got a, I got a quick minutes. one. I recommend the Ferryman from Orpheus. That was really. Really good stuff. Yeah. I got a, I got a real quick recommendation, and it's weird because it's uh, I'm recommending something that I haven't actually partaken in myself, which I'll explain shortly. There's a new show on TBS, uh, Steve Buscemi oh, yeah. and Daniel Radcliffe it's called The Miracle Worker. I've I've seen previews of it. Well, I've, 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 I've read yet. a couple articles about it. It looks really really good. It premiered. We're we're recording this. It's Wednesday night. Today is the. 13th? Yes, 13th. This the day pre- before Valentine's Day, Don. My birthday is the day after, actually, Friday. This show premiered last night, Tuesday night, the 12th, on TBS. Now, it's on TBS. They're going to replay it a number of times with, within the week, or you can always go and download the TBS app. If, you know, if you got access to TV, you got TBS. You can download the TBS app. But it's called Miracle Workers. Steve Buscemi is God. And Daniel Radcliffe plays one of the angels. And God is is kind of earth and, and humans if, if they've kind of run their course with God. He's he's pretty much done with us at this point. And he's decided he's gonna go ahead and destroy. And is he gonna do it through social media well, manipulation or is it gonna be more blatant? In elections? But uh, it's uh <laughs> Daniel and, and other angels are attempting to Talk him out of this and and, and change his mind. Is there going to be a rebellion? I don't know if there's necessarily going to be a rebellion, but it's it's a half hour. I don't want to call it a situation comedy. Uh, It's like the good place. It's very similar. I would think it'd be uh, another funny moments. Another good recommendation and and some good social commentary and and everything else. And it was filmed here. It's filmed here locally here in Atlanta, like up in Gwinnett, like at a former uh, some kind of a high tech. Company. Oh, okay. So, like, they have a lot of the, you know, the stuff. I knew, I knew it's filmed here in Atlanta, like a lot of stuff is, but I didn't realize yeah. exactly like, where it is. Uh, like I said, I haven't I watched it yet. It it came. I DVR'd it last night, and as soon as I can get these two knuckleheads the hell out of my house, I'm, I'm going to turn it on and watch it tonight before I go to bed. Yeah, I can so, watch that too. Yeah. If it sucks, I'll let you know in two weeks. <laughs> but right now, I'm going to. That, that's going to be my recommendation to check it out. So, if you have a recommendation, email us. At ah. godlessheathens at yahoo.com. I see what you're doing there. Or Twitter. <laughs> That's called a segue. At Godless Podcast. And I'm also switching the switching the order. There you go. Or the closed, hidden, and private Godless Heathens Podcast discussion group where some of those people actually might be people. Hopefully. I would hope oh. the majority are. Yeah. But I'm expecting 10% are, are Russian bots. <laughs> or Israeli plants. Yeah. You can uh, listen to us everywhere and anywhere. iTunes. Leave us a five-star rating, please. I mean, just stop what you're doing right now and go leave us a five-star rating. Say anything you want in the comments. We'll read them. Hell, we'll read them on air. But uh, that five-star rating is, is the lifeblood that's going to push us up, up the charts and, and recommend us to more people. Also, uh, Podbean is, is our podcast host, godlessheathens.podbean.com. We have the Godless Heathens podcast channel on YouTube. And you can always listen to us on the best goddamn podcatcher app on the planet. iOS app. iOS app. Yeah, if you got an Android, you're fucked. You ain't listening to us. You are anyway. But you're going to you're gonna have to go get Stitcher or something else. But you can listen to us on Overcast, Overcast on the iOS, yes. uh, on your iPhones. So as always, we have an open invitation to Andy Stanley, 
And I hear you stopped listening to him now? No, I didn't stop listening oh, to him. Okay. Andy bores you? No, no, no. Andy, you bore we've me, talked Andy. about this before. Andy has the show that comes on Channel 11 here locally in Atlanta uh, after Saturday Night Live on Saturday nights called Your Move with Andy Stanley. Well, he's in the midst of a four-part, which I thought was a three-part, which before that I thought was a two-part. It's probably a five-part or six-part so series on getting what you want. What you really want. Because that's what Jesus is all about. And every time I hear him say what you really, really want, all I can hear is the song. And you know it's song. So four episodes of how to get what you really want has kind of run its course with me. I'm so waiting for him to move on from this right. message and, and 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 pick a message that he can wrap up in a in a 22 minute episode. For so me. so Andy, you can't come. In no, Andy's a, absolutely uh, well, welcome. After after the series, so he has something new. To Just that. don't come in here and tell me you know you're gonna tell me how to get what I want, what, you what really, I really really, really want. want. <laughs> but also how the chair is open to Kim Davis. I don't know. I don't know if I want. I, you know, if she wants to come I on and plug her, her GoFundMe, yeah. and uh, but I'm, she's I'm, trying I'm, to raise some money. I'm done with that. Okay. But, but Jesus and Moses, yeah, they they'd be good guests to have on here. So. Oh, absolutely. Bring them in, and any, we'd love for any of you to come sit with us on the heathens. We have a uh, a couch right back behind us here. The, the so. futon folds out. Yep. it's quite comfortable. But bring your own beer or wine, whatever. So we will see you next time. Bye. See you in a couple weeks. Take care. Shoot him with my gun He made me mad The devil's bad The devil is a bum But the devil is my friend The devil is my friend Wherever I go The devil will go The devil is my friend And Godzilla is my friend Godzilla is my friend Wherever I go Godzilla go Godzilla is my friend And Shredenko was my friend And Brishnev was my friend And Andrew Bob He just popped off Now Gorbachev is my friend And Frank Sinatra is my friend Some of them at the party 